This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Welcome to the God of Wonders broadcast. We all know that God loves us very much. This is made plain in John 3.16 and all throughout the scriptures. But have you ever wondered how we can know that we truly love God? Kirba Stephen, in this first of two messages, will share on loving God in deed and truth. Let's listen. 1 John chapter 3, verse 18. This was the verse the Lord gave. Let us not love in word, neither in tongue, but in deed and in truth. 1 John 3, 18. And it's talking about us loving the Lord, saying, Lord, I love you. We can say, Lord, I love you. Lord, I give you everything. Lord, I want to live for you. We can say all those things to the Lord. But it should not be just in tongue. But we have to show it in our action that we really love the Lord. We see that in First John. The Spirit of the Lord is speaking through Apostle John. Saying that when we see you know, our brother or sister in need. We just say that we love them. And if we don't show it in action. That is not real love. But the verse that the Lord. The same verse God was taking that today. Like in the morning. And he was speaking um, to me about loving him, loving Jesus, you know, we say, Jesus, I love you, Jesus, I love you, we can say that a hundred times, we can say it a thousand times, but how does God know, how do we know, how does Satan know that we really love Jesus? It's by our actions, by our actions we prove whether we love the Lord or not, and Jesus also says in the Gospels, where in another place, where he says that you just worship God from your Um, through your lips but your heart is far away from me so there should be a connection when the heart is um, when the heart goes along with the lips when we mean what we say our actions will reflect that and so we're going to see the Lord showed me he gave me a revelation like a couple of weeks ago um, which was about um, which is from the book of Ruth but what I saw was I saw grains you know grains that were scattered, you know, on a field. And uh, and the Lord showed me how there are two types of people. One group of people are the people who say, Lord, I just want the grain. I want to glean the grain from the field. And, and then there's another group of people who says, I'm not content with that. That's not what I'm after. I'm after you, Lord. I want to get you. I want to get to your heart. You're the one I want. And we're going to look at that. And we're going to look at the word in the context of this verse, 1 John 3:18. What is loving God? What is really loving God? You know. We're going to turn to the book of Ruth, chapter 1, verse 10. And they said unto her, Surely we will return with thee unto thy people. And Naomi said, Turn again, my daughters, why will ye go with me? Are there yet any more sons in my womb, that they may be your husbands? Turn again, my daughters, go your way, for I am too old to have an husband, if I should say I have hope, if I should have an husband also tonight, and should also bear sons. Would ye tarry for them till they were grown? Would ye stay for them from having husbands? Nay, my daughters, for it grieveth me much for your sakes, that the hand of the Lord is gone out against me. 
And they lifted up their voice and wept again. Orpah kissed her mother-in-law, but Ruth clave unto her. And she said, Behold, thy sister-in-law is gone back unto her people, and unto her gods. Return thou after thy sister-in-law. And Ruth said, Entreat me not to leave thee, or to return from following after thee. For whither thou goest, I will go. And where thou lodgest, I will lodge. Thy people shall be my people, and thy God my God. Okay, so, so we hear the two people that we see in uh, verse 8, we'll see, those are the two daughters-in-law of Naomi. And if we read the chapter, you know, the first chapter, we'll see that she lost both her sons. Both her sons died, and her husband died. All three were basically widows. Three widows who were together. And now Naomi, who's the mother-in-law, she's giving all the valid reasons why these two daughters-in-law should go back. And now she's telling, you know, you're not going to have a husband if you follow me. These, both of them are telling, we're going to be with you. We're not going to leave you. We love you. We want to be with you. So now, when they said all these things, Naomi is telling, okay, if you come with me, you're not going to get anything. You're not going to become rich. You're not going to be happy. You know, I can't give you any more sons. And if you go back, your life will be better. That's what basically Naomi was telling these two daughters, daughters-in-law. But what happens, we see between both the daughters-in-law, one daughter-in-law, she cries. She said, you know, initially that she wanted to stay with uh, Naomi. But what she does is she kisses and she's making her choice. She's thinking, okay, if I stay with Naomi, I'm not going to get what Naomi is saying. I'm going to, I may live till I die as a widow. I may not be, you know, get the money I need. I may not be happy. So I'm going. I'm going back to my place. And Ruth, she knew everything. She heard. She heard everything that her mother-in-law said. But she's saying, if we look at uh, the following verses, if we see, if we read at the bottom, she will say, Ruth will say, if we look at verse 16, and Ruth said, entreat me not to leave thee, nor to return from following after thee. For whither thou goest, I will go, and, that, and where thou lodgest, I will lodge. Thy people shall be my people, and thy God my God. So in this place, she's making a very clear choice. She's saying, no matter what it is, I'm going to follow you. Your people are going to be my people. Your God is going to be my God. Where you're going to stay, I'm going to stay. I'm going to be with you, Naomi. I'm not going to go anywhere. I'm not going to leave you. So by her saying that, what Naomi is doing, okay, I'm not going to tell her to go back anymore because she knows now Ruth is determined to go with Naomi. And one returns and one follows with Naomi. So we see two kinds of people, same group of people, even in the Christian world, where one group will say, okay, I will come to Jesus. Jesus, you give me food. Jesus, you give me clothing. Jesus, you give me shelter. Jesus, you give me good life. I'll be with you. But what is really going to come when you follow Christ? Not too many people know. But what really is going? What really comes to a believer when that challenge comes? That's when half of them will go back. They say, "This is not what I want. I don't want suffering. I don't want persecution. I want my people." Ruth, she made a very clear choice. We look at it. She left everything she knew. She left her parents. She left her friends. She left her relatives. She left her birthplace. 
she left everything that was familiar to her and she took a stand because of her love for her mother-in-law she decided i'm going to go with naomi wherever she goes to the unknown i'm going to go with her i'm going to leave everything that is familiar to me and i'm going to go where she's going to go this is naomi type of holy spirit the lord was showing me type of the holy spirit where when the holy spirit tells us this is what is awaiting you if we read the bible god speaks to us very clearly through the bible when we read luke chapter 18 verse 29 and 30 the lord lays it out very clearly in his scripture what is the cost of following him just like naomi how naomi laid it you know out for ruth and for orpha saying that okay this is what is going to happen you're not going to get this 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 and this the spirit of the lord in his word he has laid it out for us luke chapter 18 29:30 and the familiar verse that we know if anyone wants to follow me let him deny himself take up his cross and follow me and there's another verse that that's the one that we're going to read along with a couple of more verses the first one is luke 18 29 and 30 lo we have left all and followed thee and he said unto them verily i say unto you there is no man that hath left house or parents or brethren or wife or children for the kingdom of god's sake who shall not receive manifold more in this present life at time and in the world to come life everlasting we don't want to read it again um, 28 to 30 then peter said lo we have left all and followed thee and he said unto them verily i say unto you there is no man that hath left house or parents or brethren or wife or children for the kingdom of god's sake who shall not receive manifold more in this present time and in the world to come life everlasting jesus is telling to his disciples who left everything like how ruth left everything and she followed naomi he's telling to his disciples you left everything and you're following me so following jesus could cost sometimes our home sometimes our very life sometimes our family there are a lot of missionaries who had to leave everything that they knew had to go to africa had to go to india had to go to china and there are a lot of people who live in their own country like in pakistan iran you know in north india where they go through persecution they kicked out of their family you know they have to leave their parents and their own wives you know who chased them out of the house she'll join with the in-laws and everybody and say you know you don't belong to a religion get out so for people who come to the lord we have all these things that we need to take a stand for So how does that apply to us? We can say okay nobody's kicking me out right now. I'm not in Iran, I'm not in North India and I'm not um I'm not in a place where you know somebody's going to poison my food. But like anywhere we are according to our circumstance where God places us, if we belong to Jesus, we will suffer persecution. And God's word says and all who are godly in Christ Jesus, they will suffer persecution. It depends on what kind of persecution that we are faced with. in what area so any type of persecution is you know when we come to the lord if they hated jesus jesus said they will hate you also 
because they hated him they'll hate us also so that is that is the cost of being a disciple when we follow the lord when we walk with him because they hated jesus they will hate us too so that has to be like really written down in our hearts when we have that settled it will not bother us when people hate us we will know okay we are following our father's footsteps we are following our lord's footsteps they did this to them they're doing this to us and what did jesus do we're going to walk his path and then we're going to see the great apostle paul what he went through in second corinthians in first corinthians 4:11 and then we'll read second corinthians first corinthians um chapter 4 verse 11 apostle paul he says what he had to go through we're just going to see one part which says what we have to go through as a result of following jesus what we might go through and the other half we're going to see the glory that comes it's not all suffering but without suffering there is no glory so we're going to see what paul went through over here first corinthians 4:11 to this very hour we go hungry and thirsty we are in rags we are brutally treated we are homeless we work hard with our own hands when we are cursed we bless when we are persecuted we endure when we are slandered we answer kindly up to this moment we have become the scum of the earth the refuse of the world so bottom line is like he went through everything apostle paul he went through everything but he made a choice because he was going to follow jesus that's right he made a choice no matter what they do to me i'm going to keep following the lord because god in all his glory he left everything and he came to this world and he went through that if he went through that for us how much more you know do we have to go through and this is the cost it's like it's like this like when we um when we have to buy um um say an expensive car in this world we don't give like 1 dollar you know say i paid 1 dollar you know give me that expensive car no there's always a price according to what we're going to get the merchandise the same thing is like with the lord we are in a warfare we're in a spiritual warfare and so we need to know all the things that in an army say we are in an army when a battle how does a soldier will a soldier you know go to a battlefield thinking that everything is going to be happy i'm going to go there play video games no i'm going to go there and have party i'm going to go into the battlefield and everybody is going to love me no he goes into the battlefield expecting to see enemies he is going into the battlefield preparing being alert all the time amen and so that's how we have to be when we are walking in this spiritual walk that we are in this battle and we need to expect trials we need to expect persecution but the promise is god is with us he is able to bring us through everything and he gives us the grace through every trial and he has made us more than conquerors because of jesus christ so we need to know the cost without knowing the cost without knowing the cost it will be totally futile for a soldier to go into the war we need to be prepared we need to know what we're going to expect we may even die 
Knowing that a soldier goes into war. Knowing that somebody goes into the army. So that's the same thing with us. Okay, we know these are things that can happen. But we don't lose. For us, if we look at it, when we saw in Matthew, in Luke, what does God say? When we lose, we don't lose. That is the difference between earthly war and being enlisted in an earthly army and a heavenly army. In an earthly army, we can lose our hands, we can lose our legs, we can lose our... Uh, our life and it's gone but in heavenly army when we work for the Lord he gives us hundredfold in this world and in the world to come that is a glorious thing it's not like a hopeless thing okay I'm going to get beat up and beat up and beat up you know and I, I may die even if it is so it is a glorious thing for the Lord but for, for the Lord he says these are the words of Jesus he says in this world we get hundredfold and in the world to come so but Ruth, you know, her heart, that's how our heart should be. Our, our heart shouldn't be on, okay, what am I going to get? Ruth went with Naomi because she loved Naomi. See, we should go after Jesus because we love Jesus. Not because of what we're going to get from Him. Even though because He loves us, everything that belongs to Him will belong to us. But our primary motivation should be, I love the Lord. And our actions should be shown. Our love for the Lord should be shown in our actions. So we love the Lord not only in our words, but in our deeds and in truth. By showing the Lord, Lord, this is how I love you. And this is how Ruth showed her love for Naomi. It's like she followed her and she went with her. Are they Hebrews? So am I. Are they Israelites? So am I. Is that the one? Second Corinthians 11, 22 onwards? Yes, sir. Yes. Are, are they the seed of Abraham? So am I. Are they ministers of Christ? I speak as a fool, I am more in labors more abundant, in stripes above measures, in prisons more frequent, in deaths of, of the Jews five times received, I have forty stripes, save one. Thrice was I beaten with rods, once was I stoned, thrice I suffered shipwreck, a night and a day I have been in the deep, in journeys often, in perils of waters, in perils of robbers, in perils by mine own countrymen. In perils by the heathen, in perils in the city, in perils in the wilderness, in perils in the sea, in perils among false brethren, in weariness and painfulness, in watching often, in hunger and thirst, in fasting often, in cold and nakedness. Besides those things that are without that which comes upon me daily, the care of all the churches. Who is weak and I am not weak? Who is offended and I burn not? If I must needs glory, I will glory of the things which concern my, my infirmities. The God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which is blessed forevermore, knoweth that I lie not. In Damascus, the governor under Aritas the king kept the city of the Damascenes with a garrison, desirous to apprehend me, and threw a window in a basket, was I let down by the wall and escaped his hands. In this chapter we see all the sufferings of Paul. You know, how much he suffered, he was beaten, and the last verse says that he was like hunted, you know, and how the Lord had him escape. So he, he went through hunger, pain, beatings, and, and everything, and loneliness, and he was hunted for his life. But if you read the next chapter, we'll, we'll see the glorious things, you know, how Paul, you know, received visions of the Lord, visitations from God, and and another chapter will say how people got healed from even 
uh, his sha- in, uh, handkerchiefs you know, from his body and God did like mighty signs and wonders through Paul. But without suffering, we cannot expect anything from the Lord because it goes hand in hand. So, we need to know, okay, these are the things I may have to go through. These are the things because we are in a war. So when we know that, it's not going to be a surprise. We will know, okay, this is the cost. We may have to go to the unknown. But one thing we'll know is that the Lord is with us. And we, as long as we follow, and this is what we're going to see, her relationship with Naomi. What actually caused Ruth to go into the land that she did not know was her relationship with Naomi. And I was telling you how the Lord showed me, like how, the, how Naomi, sometimes, you know, um, sometimes when uh, we hear messages, we can say Naomi is a type of Christ. But in this, in what the Lord showed me, there's another angle. But Naomi is a type of the Holy Spirit. Where her relationship with Naomi was like so close that she followed exactly what Naomi told her to do. And if we read the following chapter, we, we'll see how she goes. She was not idle, but she goes into the place where she had to go to glean you know, the grains. And then she comes back and she tells Naomi, that's in chapter 2 of Ruth, that she goes and she speaks, tells the mother-in-law. And even before going there, she's asking, Naomi, can I go? Can I go and do this? So that, that's how our life has to be. That's what the Holy Spirit was showing. Every step of the way, we have to consult with the Lord. Lord, can I go? Can I do this? What, what do you tell me, Lord? What are you telling me now? Can I do this or not? Can I go to this place or not? Can I start this or not? And then what happens is, you, you know, keep reading. Further down you will see, Naomi will give her detailed plan. Like you go, you do this, you go to this field, he's your near, nearest kinsman, don't go anywhere else, you know, stay here. You know, and go approach him this way. You know, and she follows everything. And when, we, when you further um, read that chapter, and the third chapter, you will see twice it will be written that. And, no, and Ruth did exactly what her mother-in-law told her to do. Naomi told her to do. And that's what the Lord was emphasizing. He said, the reason why there were a lot of people who were collecting, you know, gleaning from the fields. He had, Boaz had servants in the fields. You know, they had, you know, other people in the fields. Ruth also went to his field, but she never stayed. She was not satisfied. If she would have just gleaned every day, gone just to the field, she could have just gleaned you know, some grains and she would have came home and she would have had food to eat. But because of her relationship with Naomi, Naomi was not content. She was not just content with, okay, you're getting food, I'm getting food, I'm okay. She was concerned about the welfare of Ruth. The same way the Spirit of the Lord is with us and when we continuously lean on the Holy Spirit, completely depend on the Holy Spirit and say, Holy Spirit, you show me what to do. You teach me what to do. I will do everything. See, that's the key. The key is when the Lord tells us to do something, we do it exactly. That is the thing. Sometimes, imagine Ruth did partially. Imagine she just went to Boaz's field. Imagine she took you know, some of the grain that she had to take and she just came home. She didn't go and do the whole thing that Naomi told her to do. She wouldn't have received the blessing. But Ruth followed exactly what the Lord told her to do. And two things we see in this chapter is one is her relationship with her mother-in-law. 
Secondly, she didn't say, okay, I know my mother-in-law well. I don't have to do everything that she's telling me to do. Sometimes we get so familiar, we get very relaxed, that we don't fully obey. She fully trusted Naomi, and she knew she's telling it for her good. The same thing with us. When we know who the Holy Spirit is, when we know that the Spirit of the Lord is telling us to do certain things, it is for our good, and He knows the end from the beginning. The plan of God will never go wrong in our lives. When we follow the voice of God, exactly what God tells us to do, even if we have to go to an unknown place, even if we have to leave everything that we know, the Lord will establish us. God will settle us. God will see to us. But the journey will not be very comfortable. But the destination will be glorious. That's what the Lord was speaking you know, to us about. Our eyes should be on the Spirit of God. Our association with the Lord. How much time do we spend with the Lord? I know like Ruth did not get attached to Naomi just casually. She was with Naomi while she was grinding. She was with Naomi while she was washing. She was with Naomi all the time. And that's how that relationship built. We can't just say, like, hi, Naomi. <laughs> and then she's not going to say, you know, I'm going to go with you. Your God is going to be my God, your people. No. That was that close bonding that occurred. The same way with us, with the Lord, it will not like happen overnight. But every day as we spend time with the Lord, no matter what we go through, we know who the Lord is. And only the Spirit of the Lord can reveal to us what is pleasing to the Lord. Only the Spirit of the Lord will reveal to us how to get to the heart of Boaz. Only Naomi knew exactly what Ruth had to do. Ruth, even if you think she was the smartest person, she wouldn't have accomplished this by herself. So, with us, the same way, we can have like a lot of experience in a field, we can have a lot of experience um, even reading the Bible, but it's only the Holy Spirit who can reveal to us the secrets of the kingdom of God from His Word. Just reading it is not going to open. But our relationship with the Lord, our obedience to the Lord, our love for the Lord, the more time we spend with the Lord, the more close our relationship will be with the Lord, the more the Spirit of the Lord will reveal to us. Naomi was also able to trust Ruth to tell her to do certain things, knowing that she will do exactly and that she won't ruin Naomi's name. To tell her to go into Boaz's field and do what she told her to do. So the Lord should be able to trust us. The more we obey, the more God will trust us. The more we obey, the Lord will reveal to us more. And that's how Ruth was able to get to the heart of Boaz. That's how she was able to become. She was able to inherit. She actually became the owner of everything by marrying Boaz. For us, what it means is we want to inherit everything that God wants us to have. God has everything. God has everything laid out for us. But if we want to inherit everything God wants us to have, we must look at the cost. Without knowing the cost, we cannot. Shall we pray? Heavenly Father, thank you for showing us the way to loving you in deed and in truth. Oh Father, help us to examine ourselves that we may have the love relationship with you through your Holy Son, Jesus, and by the Holy Spirit, that we may strive to be men and women of character who will go with you all the way. Wherever you lead, Lord, we will follow. 
Thank you, Lord, for giving us the power and the strength and the privilege to follow you, that we may always please you and be in the light as you are in the light. Pray for our listeners. Meet them where they are, Lord. Minister to their needs in this hour. Deliver them from all the anxieties and cares of this world, that they may focus on you. For you are the way, the truth, and the life. We thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. And our friends, you may contact us at God of Wonders Radio at Elbethel International Ministries.org. And also visit us on the web at www.elbethelinternationalministries.org. Join us next time for part two of this message, Loving God in Deed and Truth. May God richly bless you.